Thanks for listening to the Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. RockAuto.com. Why spend 30 to 50%, even 100% more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have? Why spend so much there? Why not go to RockAuto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules to brakes to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Write Corolla in the How Did You Hear About Us? So that is Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A, in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. Well, in the first half, we get into Gina's weird injury. I'll uh, examine some crazy 70s uh, shampoo commercials and uh, trending topics with Max Zapata as well. First, I'll tell you about Geico. Do you own, do you rent? Well, you do one or the other. Then there's your automotive policy, Right. So how about you bundle them up at Geico, save a bunch of time, save a bunch of money when you get your bundle working. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around the house. So go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save when you get your bundle working at Geico. That is Geico.com and get your bundle on. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink. We play games. We have the song of the week. We have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, MMA legend Anderson Silva. With Gina Grad on news, Paul Bryan on sound effects, and Chris Loxamana is back for some trending topics. And now, a man who thinks NFTs are WTF, thinks the CDC is BS, but thinks RPMs and PSI are A-OK. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but get on. Man, you get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right, Gina Grant? That's right. Handball, Brian. Heroes don't do that. Mm. Uh, nice job, Lynch, with that uh, opening. That work. Real good. Uh, all right. We got uh, Gina's been injured. We got that to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it was harrowing. I, uh, 15 day DL. Yeah. It was as harrowing as the conversation I had with Max Apata, who said, uh, <laughs> Gina was injured. She cut her finger wide open. I go, how? On a mandolin. Mm-hmm. I went, on a mandolin? Mandolin. Plucking, strumming. Okay. okay. I, I didn't pronounce it a mandolin. <laughs> it's the same name. It's the same name. But, but Adam, you have to consider the source. If they're talking about me, what would be more likely? But consider me. Well, first off, I know you play the lute, <laughs> not the mandolin. Come on, the Jews are the right harp. there. Come yeah. On. yeah. What is the difference between a mandolin and a lute? I don't know. Some... I think mandolin's higher pitched. You're on your own. I, I can do the I can do the um, math between 
playing a ukulele right. and a mandolin, right. but I don't know about the lute. That I can't The lute has 15 strings. It's bigger than the mandolin. Ah, okay. Oh, there we go. But okay. still miniature, right? Small guitar? No. I think the body of the lute is small, but the neck is very long. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, Gina injured herself while strumming the mandolin. <laughs> yes. While plucking. Now, the, you're right in that we I should have known you weren't playing a mandolin. Right. It's true, but Chris should have known. I don't know what the fuck a mandolin That's is. More true inside the kitchen. This is not a popular item in my world. Every human being who does anything with kitchens has sliced their finger on them or their hand on a mandolin. How and long have these mandolins <laughs> been around? It's not the mandolin's fault. Although I'd love to blame the mandolin. Every mandolin comes with a guard to mm-hmm. prevent this, yes. and nobody uses it. So oh, it's you interesting. Don't use the guard? Oh, Brian, I don't have time. In I'd the, rather uh, spend all night urgent care. <laughs> in the uh, yes, in the circular saw realm, the most used tool on any construction site is a seven and a quarter inch hypoid saw, what they call a skill saw. They mm. have a protective spring loaded mm. sort of sheet that slides and goes first thing everyone does when they get it is slide it up and pin it back and get it the fuck out of the way yeah so that's what most so people do is mandolin a slicer yes and mm. it's funny because this specific mandolin was purchased for my my mom purchased it for my stepson because it is foolproof now it'll always be foolproof for him because he i just let him use it it has a plunger and i'm the one that feeds the food your mom purchased this for a five-year-old well i from yes it has like a uh, grandma jesus christ let let me explain my fucking grandma got me a (laughs) salad shooter when i was nine i bonked her over the fucking head let me explain let me explain this little guy thinks he's a chef. He loves cooking with me. It's how we bond. He he loves cooking. And so we're always looking for gadgets that he can use. And my mom said, look at this mandolin. It's foolproof. He does the plunger. Uh-huh. You feed the food in. Bob's your uncle. Well, that's great. But when I'm in charge of both, I don't have time for, to look for the guard. I know what I'm doing. And I was making tzatziki. And I wanted to get one more slice of cucumber than I should have. And a sieve opened up. Now, Mm. I did get a little queasy, didn't cry, didn't Mm. freak out, but did sort of slide down the counter and just kind of sit there for a minute with my hand over my head. It was was bloody. Were there stitches involved? No, because... There was the way I sliced it. There's nothing to stitch. Like mm-hmm. it's not like a cut where no, you can I get suture it. it close. And there's no flap of skin that you can glue back on. But I'm here to tell the tale. I survived. No problem. I I sat there on my floor for a while because Andy went on a run. Of course he did in the 113 degree heat. Mm. And I'm sitting there with my hand above my heart, which I thought you were supposed to do, and it wouldn't stop. So he gets the peroxide. Then we get into a fight about whether or not you should use hydrogen peroxide. You should not. Mm. I had that confirmed. Why? Because it also kills the good cells and it takes you longer to heal. Oh. Andy did not know that kills either. Kills white blood cells? <laughs> Apparently. So after a while, I'm sitting there. I got ice on it. It's not... It's not it's not coagulating. Is that mm-hmm. the word? Yes. Yeah. And we said, you know Clotting. what? Let's yeah, let's uh, hightail it over to urgent care. Go to the urgent care near my house. Everybody, I don't care how sick you are. There is nobody who is more disgusted than somebody coming in with like blood on a rag. Like mm-hmm. everyone just par- the seas part. Nobody wants to be near you. Mm-hmm. So I told them and they said, no problem. It's a two hour wait. I said, does it look like I have two hours? I'm bleeding out. So we went to another one that was wide open. Went in and I was happy to say well, you left that urgent care. And went to fuck another yeah, location. I was going to sit there for two hours like an idiot. So I we went to the next one. They checked me in. By the time I got there, she's like, "Well, it looks pretty bad." And I was like, "Just do what you got to yeah. do." And it finally stopped bleeding. Solder it. And the well, the good news is. She said, oh, once it stopped leaving, she's like, it's not that bad and kind of shamed me. And I said, mm-hmm. I have never been so happy and so relieved to be shamed. Keep it coming. Let me know this is not a big deal. Don't <laughs> tell me I have to go to the emergency room. So she cleaned it up as best she could. She put this big bandage. I, I had to get a tetanus shot. Ooh. I said, look, this is not an old rusty mandolin I found in the trash. This is a brand new. Uh, get the There's tetanus food shot. On it. Did she know what a mandolin was? <laughs> yes, because that is a very common reason people go to urgent care. Oh, okay. I've also sliced my palm because that kind of mm. mandolin, you go like that. I know, oh. sorry. So anyway, um, it looks 
it looks comical because there's a giant bandage on it, but I think I'm going to live. I, she just I said I need a little more. Look how many warm. crimes you can get away with now. Yeah, oh, missing a you right. Make that yeah. the trigger. That's finger. exactly right. I'm left-handed, but you know what? Like, like I tried to blame the fact that I was doing talk to text before the show on the fact that I couldn't use my finger. And Brian reminded me I use it all the time, and I use my thumbs to text. So I'm trying to get away with things. It's not working. I uh, <laughs> so I have a philosophical question for uh, for you guys, right. which sure. came up. I, I was telling you guys the other day, uh, the other week, told you that uh, one of the Whittington brothers. Uh, died in a plane crash we're okay. talking about that he was kind of a stunt pilot those are the kind crazy of guy. brothers those are the crazy brothers yeah. race cars went into jail and out yeah. of jail and uh, one of them was piloting his plane and and died in it and it was it was bill who died yeah so bill whittington and uh, probably because he was an aggressive flyer mm-hmm. like doing Fun stuff in a plane, and and I think maybe that's what happened. I don't I don't know if it was a mechanical issue, but I think it was him hot dog operator error. Right. So I was uh, out to dinner with uh, Chris Morgan from Fast and Furious fame. Nothing last uh, last night. We kept it to five hours, so uh, we kept a short dinner. And uh, I was telling him, oh, you know, Bill Whittington died and blah, blah, blah. And he's just one of these guys who's got to hop on his phone mm-hmm. all the time. And he said, oh, yeah, here's the story. Now, here's the philosophical question. He was flying a friend of his who was, a, I guess, a former pilot who had cancer, like terminal okay. cancer. And he said, let's, let's take you up one more time. Oh, like a make-a-wish thing. Yeah. Oh. Now, I don't know. Any of the details about the guy's terminal cancer, or even if it was terminal, but the the point is, is if you were ravaged with cancer and you knew you were going to just sort of slowly decompose <laughs> yeah. for the next six months, would you rather go out in the Cessna? At doing what you love. Absolutely. I that's mean, tough. that seems easy. If you have your affairs in order, I would say fucking YOLO. Well, literally. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, right. Unless you, you'd like your family to sit there yeah. and cry over your body. I'm transferring know, for- my trust to my my deed to my trust after this. Well, let's go up real quick. Wait, I don't mean <laughs> yeah. to Nancy Grace this, but are you implying that he had something to do with this problem? No. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying Ed, I never heard the part about uh, taking his buddy up who had the had the cancer. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't if it's if, if flying was the thing you love the most, who wouldn't want to go out like that? Yeah. Um, well, also, you got to you got to think about your permanent record. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like when somebody says 25 years from now, how did your dad go? Or how did your grandpa right. go? And you go prostate cancer. Everyone just kind of goes, well, yeah, that sucks. That, that's rough. Yeah. But airplane crash sounds yeah. sounds a lot cooler. Badass. That's yeah. Sweet. yeah. Sounds like you're living life on your terms. Yeah. You know? I think we're all in agreement. I've done some thinking about this, believe it or not, uh, the, the dying of cancer part. And uh, yeah, it, it, the very end is the worst because you're obviously in the hospital or, or at hospice at home or whatever. So this guy was in an airplane. So clearly he wasn't at the very end. You know what right. I mean? So no. let's assume that he knew the end was coming. at some, you know, Let's take with his word and know it's terminal. Yeah, and this is all based on uh, me being drunk and Chris reading it from his phone. I'm looking at Wikipedia, and the quote actually says it was terminally ill with cancer. So let's just take him at his word. All right. It's going to end no matter what. But, and I I don't mean to be morbid, but technically you're terminally ill with cancer, Brian. You're not going to go up and... Try and dare you, but isn't that what terminal means? No, it, it means the cancer will progress and kill you. That, I, just, I, just, I thought terminal means incurable. Uh, inoperable is actually a different. Inoperable, thing. but any, anyway, be that as it may, the 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 the, the thing I've thought about is Gina. Remember the nice nurse telling <laughs> your finger wasn't that bad? <laughs> yeah. Let a little of that wash this over is, you as it pertains to Brian's tumor. Mean. Remember how good you felt? I did. I felt so relieved. And how, and how <laughs> frightened you were when she said, oh, my God, this is bad. Yeah. Remember that feeling? Yeah. Tell, Tell me again. Revisit that feeling. Yeah, how, okay. how my cancer can't. There's nothing to be done about I'm it. I'm just saying that he didn't. It's not necessarily that he was on his deathbed. He could have been thriving as Brian is. Mm-hmm. So, but it is near for both of us. This is wrong. I, I think when you hear <laughs> terminal cancer, I, I don't know, the over under six months uh, in, in my term. Uh, when you're writing an article saying a friend with terminal cancer, sure. I, I think you're talking about some finish line yes. that's not mm. five years or ten years. Well, it's, thank you for educating no. me. <laughs> so he had 
terminal cancer. He but took the, his friend up. Was his friend a pilot? Say, or did it say that? Maybe he was just... Oh, it, he was terminally, can, terminally ill with cancer and lost his pilot's license. Oh, all so right. Died doing what he loved. Mm-hmm. Crashing yeah. planes. Yeah. All right, Bill. Well, I, I thought about this and like the the very the, the thing I would hope to avoid if God forbid my cancer ever gets to that point is the end where I'm I'm wasting away in a hospital mm. bed and my, the last image my family and loved ones have of me has have of me is just this skeletal you know not response and mm. that's just horrible. You want to be the last image as opposed to uh, bad news. Uh, your dad who was going to die anyway is dead now. Uh, the fiery wreck doing what he loved. Yeah. Ryan, would you like to get even with me? Yes. That is the last image of my father that I had, and oh, I don't nice. recommend it to anybody. Not, see, that, that's horrible. I don't Absolutely. want to, you know, and I'm, now I'm thinking about this, because my dad's really old now, and I think we all, like I said, on the resume. That's right. Hey, Chris, uh, can you get a snowmobile yeah, and send it over to my dad's house? <laughs> so I feel like that that means you went on your own yeah. terms. In Southern California in July. snowmobiling. Can you self-immolate like a Tibetan monk? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, so yes, given the choice, I given the choice, board, literally, yeah, for sure, we're all we're all down with the plane. Yeah. yeah. And there's no and and there's and there's no like practically there's no like what do you do with the body and yeah. remains the blah blah blah. It's like fuck it, guy burned up Done. in a fiery wreck. All right. So we got uh, we've we've agreed upon that. I like that. Yeah, I'm totally Across on board. board. Literally. Oh, good. Un- I, I don't know. It was, it was kind of a hypothetical. I wasn't sure uh, how you yeah. guys would answer, but uh, we have the affirmative now. If the cancer is indeed terminal, yeah. Uh, Max Patty, you got things to put on this screen? Like, uh, didn't Gina find a commercial that we wanted to talk about? Yeah, for a product I've never heard of, and I'm curious if you've ever heard of it. Mm. A hairspray from the very early 80s, late 70s, called Mink. Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of mink oil. Oh, maybe that's what this is. Probably. There was a time when mink oil was a thing. Well, they get real into why this is part of, like, this is mink oil. So here's how here's a shampoo. Here's the graph of shampoo throughout the decades. Tell me, please. First, it was it was always just shampoo right. who gives It'll a shit. It'll get you clean. Then it started getting into male shampoo versus female mm-hmm. shampoo, oh, which sure. is the same shampoo with a different scent. Right. Then it started getting into different things like uh, body on tap. What? Oh, made with beer. But what? don't drink it. Are you serious? Oh, fuck yeah. So hoppy. And oh. you were shocked by the idea of a shower beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, they told you not to drink uh, it. That's true. Body L- on tap. Really? Listen, I, I, first off, I'm impressed by the notion of a shower beer. I respect a oh, shower yeah. beer. I was just surprised that that many people engaged in oh, the yeah. shower beer. But um, I, I shower like it, whiskey, I prefer. Body on tap yeah, was... Never heard of it. Okay, so they started putting beer in shampoo. Get the fuck out. Then it went to... Very glutinous. At some times. point... There was some hemp thing that okay, started taking sure, yes. into, into shampoo. Oh, wow. And then at some point, we started getting into mink oil. And then at some point, we got into the, the horse shampoo, yes, the mane, mane and, and tail, tail shampoo. Wow. And then we got into the Moroccan oil yes, thing. with the argon oil, Moroccan oil. Yes. Nothing ever really hangs around that long no. because they're all the same. Yes. And not, there's the only difference is you pay more, but right. we, we get trendy. And herbal herbs. A lot herbal of herbs. essence, oh. herbs and flowers. Yeah. Body on Tap was probably oh, from shit. the late 70s. Oh, there it is. That's fine. You know. Wait, for women you, too? All for women. Oh. It. it Oh, because you want to track the men with the beer smell. <laughs> yeah. She'd, uh, <laughs> you know, Brian and I are both in this group, which is if you have a Jew fro or no fro, you don't get to do that move where you sniff your hair. You sniff your own I'm hair. Once. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah, but. As uh, it fell out and cascaded down my face. <laughs> all, <laughs> all these. All these shampoo commercials of them sniffing their yeah. own hair. And they're all so delicious. Always blonde, always yeah. Aryan. Body on tap, 1978. We'll play the commercial. Yeah. Beer, beer in the uh, okay. I don't know why beer. That's weird, it's, a, it's a thing you can only sell to women. That shit you wouldn't want spilled on your head right. is going to be good in your shampoo. Well, that's why I can't. Like wait you try to, to sell bird shit, you know, shampoo to right. guys. Like this thing, like you don't want someone to dump a beer on your head. Then why would you want a smaller amount of it in your shampoo? Very good question. All right, sorry. 
clean. I mean, really clean. And it holds any set I want. New Beer Enriched Shampoo Body on Tap gives your hair super body, super hold. Brewed with one-third real beer. Brewed! But don't drink it. Just shampoo. Whether I roll it, pin it, curl it, or blow it dry. It gives my hair super body, super hold. And the shine of your life. It's the beer shampoo that does it in three bodybuilding formulas. That's body. On tap. That's, you'd think, it's brewed. Calling it, saying it's brewed, calling it body on tap, and saying it has a bodybuilding performance, you'd think it'd be for dudes. I don't, guys aren't that stupid. Okay. (laughs) About shampoo. Most guys probably used a bar of soap, like at that point. Uh, up until so up until the uh, okay. mid eighties, uh, I had a suspicion. Uh, this, well, two suspicions. One, beer on tap, no longer around. Uh, body, they, on, uh, body, body on body on tap, tap beer. Shampoo, I almost no killed longer, myself. Yeah, sorry about that. No <laughs> longer around. However, my thought was this is a good time to have like beer infused shampoo because it's like craft IPAs mm-hmm. and like you know these thicker beers that like have kind of a woodsy scent or kind yeah, of yeah they a probably piney made scent. that shit with Schlitz or something yeah exactly yeah. and then I'm looking on Amazon and they have craft IPA shampoo they yeah. do they do mm. Body on Tap was Budweiser wow they, they refused to be in any of the commercials they're like do not put us in any of your advertising uh, it's a third budweiser though and then uh and then as soon as their interest or this their disinterest grew bought the guy the guys that bought it was like okay we're pulling the plug budweiser doesn't want to be a part of this and uh yeah, so this was like get rich years. quick scheme this they, they didn't believe in their product once budweiser pulled out they decided to dissolve the company yeah budweiser's like look we just want people to drink our beers <laughs> Well, well, there's no other beer to use. <laughs> these the product hung around long enough for me to have my brain poisoned by the oh, commercial, God. and it's also was a time where they didn't really do commercials like you know now if you watch TLC they got these kind of commercials right. you watch Fox they got those right. kind of commercials you know they figure out who the their demo. demo is. Back then they just had commercials. <laughs> So you could just be watching McHale's Navy and then a body on tap commercial would come on. And it's like, who the fuck is watching? What beautiful blonde is watching McHale's Navy (laughs) on Channel 5 at four in the afternoon? But it's like, well, we have commercials. We just run them. That's weird. Well, I think that there's another commercial, this mink commercial, that would fall right into that category. That was Kim Basinger in the commercial? Yeah, she was the uh, spokeswoman. That wasn't her. Put that back up. could have been her. No, it, it, like I'm seeing multiple sources saying she it was her. Pre Alec Baldwin Kim Basinger. <laughs> Let's see. Mm, clean. Yeah. I mean, really clean. Yeah. And it holds any set I want. New That's an Oscar winner right there, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I mean, she's body, smoking hot, but uh, yeah, it doesn't. Real beer. I don't wow. see it. But don't drink it. Just shampoo. Whether I roll it, mm, yeah, it curl did. it, or blow it dry. It gives my hair super body, super hold. Quiet. <laughs> now I got to go buy a town. <laughs> That's, huh. I guess. Okay. I, I feel like I'm usually, and so are you, pretty good at like figuring those out. That doesn't look like her to me. I, 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 but I couldn't say it wasn't. I could just say it didn't strike me as her. Yeah. But weird. Okay. okay. Well, maybe it is. Huh. I mean, that's what the internet says, but who the hell knows? That could be one of those QAnon things. <laughs> true, true. Right? Yeah. 100% true. Yeah. Well, maybe she's in this commercial for Mink Hairspray, which I thought was bizarre until I saw Body on Tap, but check this out. What year? Uh, 81. 81. How does she do it? Not a hair out of place. The difference is Mink. That is How good hair. It? It's good hair. Her hair was as soft and silky as her mink. The difference is Mink. Introducing Mink Difference. It's different from any other hairspray. It puts a silky hold on your hair because oh, it's enriched with coat. precious mink oil. Oh. Enriched with mink oil. So your hair feels soft and silky. That hair like mink. But it really keeps you in style. Mm. Mink Difference. Pam Anderson not happy <laughs> about this fucking... You got a ring of mink? Yeah. Yeah. You got to wring that oil out of that mink. Out of the, uh, probably the anal glands. And then the chicks are wearing the big mink Yep, to coat show. Yes. To show you how silky mm-hmm. it is. Wow. Oh, it does, I will say this, it it does make me long for a simpler time when models were just hot. 
Now it's a lot of tattoos and plus right. size and diversity. And you got to hear what they think about everything. Yeah, I just wanted, I just like the hotness right. part. Yeah. They just went, who's the fucking hottest white chick we can find? We'll put her in our commercial. Yeah, that, those were salad days back Nobody then. Nobody needed to be represented other than hot oh. people. <laughs> Speaking of represented, I, uh, try and beat this. Everyone listening, tweet me. Is there an industry that has gone more woke, like that has taken a farther journey than the advertising industry from the days of Don Draper and Mad Men wow. and Budweiser, the bikini team, beer and tits and all that shit to, to like today? I'm not just saying even what you see on TV. That's one thing, like Subaru and love and all that. But like the people who make up the advertising industry, I know from you know listening to calls with Christy, they're very they're very progressive. You know what I mean? Very inclusive, very progressive. And I imagine in the Don Draper days, this was exactly the opposite. Well, there's studies, and I don't know if uh, Max Zapata can find them, but I heard a study maybe a few months ago uh, that if you say to a person, like especially someone in the demo mm-hmm. or the, the uh, sought-after demo, like a young person, mm-hmm. and you say to them, the product's the same product, one company has taken a progressive stance on issues, mm-hmm. you know, voting rights mm-hmm. or the um, or uh, the environment or whatever. The other company is sort of neutral, and the other company is right. Like, they're more with the NRA and, and Trump. Uh, you get a much more favorable outcome to the progressive, right. we're down with the cause. Yep. It's, it's, it's sort of, it's right there. The neutral... Folks are like, oh, well, it might be okay. The right folks are like, fuck that. We're never going to buy that chapstick mm-hmm. again. And the progressive environmental stance thing is like, oh, yeah, we're, we're down with that. We want to sure. be part of that. So obviously they understand that. Mm-hmm. And thus they're sort of fast paced. They're going fast in that right. direction because it's like if, if people are going to have an opinion of our company based on issues, then we're going to push that out right. there. In the past, it was like, who cares you, you make corn dogs. Nobody gives yeah, a right. shit. You know, we don't need the uh, cereal box for for Tony the Tiger to have the gay flag on it to represent Pride Month. Yeah, like, a nickel who, for every box of Golden Smacks. Right. Who who gives a fuck? Right. They were worried about putting like decoder rings and shit right. in in there. But that's that's where we are. So it would utterly make sense that if you were simply in the business of selling cereal or shampoo or cars or anything, and that was a big factor, you'd go fucking hard yeah. that direction. And I think that's I think that's where we're at. Tell me if I'm right or wrong about this, because this is a little before my time, but you know how we're, how culture and how advertising is obsessed with, like, teenagers? And mm-hmm. that's the music, and that's who everyone caters to. When I think of, like, the Don Draper days and even, like, the Brady Bunch days, it was still all about, like, you know, what does mom need to stay home and take care of the house? What does dad need to go out to work? And what do the little kids need? Like, you know, the kitty carry-all, like, baby toys. I can't think of any commercials that anyone gave a shit about teenagers f- until now. Mm. Am, I, am I wrong about that? I can't no, think of anything yeah, popular you're right, about you're teenagers. Right. It, was all, it was all kids and then cars. Skip and, and then, then adults. Skip and yeah. you get to, to adults. Study is from uh, February 2020. Do you oh. have it there? I was paraphrasing, but it seems seems like I got the gist of it. Do you have it, Max Pana? Yeah, so it was just like you said. Like you take a uh, – you, you, the study says you take a company and it's it's all neutral, but then they um, – but participants were told the company had conservative values. They viewed the company in a significantly worse light. So this is a this is Harvard Harvard Business Review um, and the company's Jones Corp. So their opinion of Jones dropped to thirty three percent. The company was the company was not only seen as less committed to social responsibility in its community, but also as less profitable. Participants were twenty five point nine percent less likely to buy its product and twenty five point three percent more likely to buy from a competitor. In addition, job seekers were 43.9% less likely to apply for position there. Because conservative activity was viewed so poorly, the reverse seemed likely for liberal activity, but that wasn't the case. Participants who were told the company had liberal values viewed it as neither good nor bad. There was no significant change in any opinions or intended behaviors. Oh, so they kind of punished the conservative companies and the liberal ones that were just kind of neutral on. Yeah. I I guess because that's just kind of considered the norm. Now, no. I'm assuming it doesn't. You're right. It's not taking a stand to be part of the progressive yeah. movement. 
All right. Uh, let me tell you about uh, Tommy John. There's where you should take a stand this summer. Soak up the sun, but not your sweat. Tommy John cool cotton fabric is two to three times cooler than regular cotton. Get a pair of new Tommy John underwear and let your buns breathe, man. It is... I'm wearing mine now. I always wear my Tommy Johns, especially during the summer, especially when you you get a little lather going. Uh, They'll dry on you fast. You go out, take a jog, work out a little, get a little little sweat going. You can just walk back to the house and you'll dry on off. Uh, They got moisture wicking fabric. It's four times the stretch competing brands. And once you try Tommy John underwear, you are never going back. I, I promise you that. They do not have customers. They have fanatics it's the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee right dawson right now get 20 percent off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash adam go to tommyjohn.com slash adam for 20 percent off tommyjohn.com slash adam see site for details well we got trending topics with max apata in studio and we'll do that right after this hey geico do you own do you rent well you do one or the other right you know it's hard work out there owning renting you want to save some money how about your bundle bundle your policies at geico geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy it's a good thing too because you got so much to do already go to geico.com get a quote see just how much you could save at geico that is geico.com today that's geico.com now a life tip from sensei adam So, you're worried about home security. Here's a tip from the sensei. Hang a Confederate flag that can be seen from the street. Sure, the neighbors may think you're a racist, but the criminals will know you have a gun. Hajime. This has been a life tip from Sensei Adam. All right. (laughs) Thanks to... uh, Maybe Giovanni for yeah. digging up that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I have no recollection of any of that. And true. Well, the whole thing about any Sensei Adam thing is uh, whether it's, uh, you know, two diaries or the Confederate flag, mm-hmm. it's, it's got to it's gotta be true. Yeah. It's, it's got to mean you're not going to do it, but it still has to you be could. true. Yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, Anderson the Spider Silva, by the way, is a UFC legend. We've had a lot of UFC legends, and he he's going to be fighting uh, Cesar Chavez. Oh, Junior, yeah. right? And then Senior Chavez, Senior uh, Julio Cesar Chavez is going to be fighting Hector Camacho Junior. Oh, yeah. I forgot about wow. that. It's a co-main event. Uh, wow. Um. So, so Cesar, uh, um, Julio Cesar Chavez was a guy who was like 90 and 0 before he got beat. Like literally maybe made it to 89 and wow. 0 or who, something. Who was the guy that took him down? Jeez, I don't know. I hope it was Camacho Sr. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would be awesome. Hector Macho Camacho. But um, he's fighting Camacho's son. Wow. And then he's given away... Not as many years as you'd think. I don't know. Kalen can look it up or something. But Julio Cesar Chavez, you'd think would be 25 years older, but he's, I don't know. I was looking into it. He's like 18 or 19 years old or something. You're saying Hector Camacho had a kid when he was young? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) 20 years is not nothing, I would imagine. No, it is not nothing. And then... Julio Cesar Chavez's son is fighting the older Anderson Silver in a boxing match. Wow. So not a mixed martial arts. Anyway, uh, interesting, uh, interesting story. So uh, what do we got, uh, Max Pata? Search. 
right. Adam, obviously no NFL right now, but are you watching any of the playoff basketball or hockey? I watch it through the eyes of my beloved 15-year-old son who comes in and gives me updates every 10 seconds. Yeah, he's, he's really in it. A, it's a weird playoff season in the NBA right now. A lot of injuries. I Wait, mean, who died? Who was the seven foot four guy who died uh, three weeks oh, ago? Oh, shoot. Um, Mark something. Mark... Eaton. Eaton, yeah. Mark Eaton died? Yeah. yeah. Seven foot, foot four guy from the 80s. My son came in crestfallen. Oh, God. Did you hear about yeah. Mark Eaton? Big, goofy white center for the Jazz. Wow. So yeah. Mark Eaton died. So I'll be in my room. like, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck do you even know Mark, wow. Mark Eaton is? Tough day for him. It was him. a tough day. We all remember where we were. Oh, no. Don't tell about Rick Smiths. <laughs> yeah. So Sunday's pretty broken up about Mark Eaton dying. Yeah. I think it was 64. When Detlef Schrempf goes, it's going to be a bad day. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, anyway, a lot, lot of uh, injuries right now happening in the playoffs. Uh, just announced today, James. I mean, uh, Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard out with a clipper fearing an ACL in- Ooh, injury. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah, and uh, and obviously Kyrie's out with an ankle injury. James Harden played last night when he shouldn't have. He has a hamstring injury. and uh, But Chris Paul... Uh, announced today too that he is under COVID protocol, mm. and mm. he just they just won, and like he, I mean, the, he played out of his mind in the last game. Um, a lot of, and it's weird because like uh, a lot of people in the NBA, a lot of the players are getting asked, "Do you have your vaccine? Are you vaccinated?" Nobody's saying. Anything. I've been here about this. The, Sam Darnold got into some trouble for not trouble, but you know, controversy for. Uh, I haven't gotten the shot. Don't know if I'm going to get it. Don't know if I'm going to get it. Yeah. So it, right now they're not being forced or anything to take the vaccine, and they're not saying whether they have it or not. LeBron. Same with LeBron. LeBron gotten a little shit about this, right? Yeah. Well, uh, well, Chris Paul. He so after Game Four. He went up into the stands and hugged his parents, oh. mm-hmm. and uh, everyone kind of are now freaking out. Like that's how he got it because mm-hmm. because uh, he they obviously won the series and he wanted to hug his family and and uh, and be congratulated and things like that. So, uh, so he, he tested positive. He tested positive, and and he could be out for the series. So. <sighs> I'm missing God. something. Why shouldn't he just get vaccinated well, that's then? The, that's okay. what I don't understand. What's Here's the, the big question deal? for every one of these athletes who's being dodgy or not getting the vaccine. Now, you, you everyone listening, you can get it or you can not get it. It's up to you. However, if you're Sam Darnold or Kyrie or whoever, uh, Chris Paul, the question should be, hey, Mark Eaton. Yeah, Mark Eaton. <laughs> the question from the reporter should be, hey, um, do you think you're an important part of this team? Mm. Obviously, the question will be the intro should be yes. Uh, what do you say to your teammates when you test positive for COVID? And you're you out for how long? Fucking play. Playoff series. Yeah. yeah. So is it a That's two- outrageous. <laughs> is it a two-week protocol? Uh, it's, it's, quarantine it, or it, something? Yeah, it's unclear. I mean, and everyone's, you know, obviously going to like, well, LeBron went out and now and uh, and he he got to still play cuz uh, but you know, he's under it's under safety protocol right now and it's uh yeah, so it's interesting. But the reason I'm bringing up the Suns is because Suns in 4. Those three words was in the number one trending topic on Saturday. Okay. So what happened was a Suns fan, his name is Nick, he was at Game 3 of the Western Conference Semifinal Series, um, and that was in Denver, but he's a Suns fan. He's wearing Suns gear, and uh, and he said, you know, I was out there, I was making a ton of friends, everyone's having a good time, which, I mean, you see, like, if, if you see a person in the in the stands who are wearing the opposing team's jersey, it's just lighthearted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, good-natured ribbing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. good-natured ribbing. Like a Giants fan in the parking lot uh, of the Dodger you know, Stadium, that you know? Don't <laughs> brain damage. Not that guy. I know, I shouldn't have looked at Brian. When I, when Brian I said that. Brian That's right. Yeah, but there are... Who, by the way, pitched the first pitch uh, of the yeah, season, right? really. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there, this the Suns in four went around because if you watch this video, there were two Nuggets fans that uh, that came across Nick, and they were, they were mouthing off at each other, and this video went insanely viral over the weekend. We could watch some of it. So the two Suns fans in the back, I mean uh, Denver fans... Oh, just punches. goes for the punch. Throwing punches. So, so the Suns fan, Nick, oh, grabs him by the jersey. Oh, wow. Now watch this. Oh. Haymaker. That Suns fan's got some uh, wingspan. He's got some, he's got some range. Solar flares. Yeah. Throwing uppercuts. Suns in four. <laughs> so now, and then he ends the fight with just going, Suns in four. Suns in four. So this really was just about that? Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. So everyone just freaking out. Like, you end the fight. By just looking at the guys and just going, sons in four, sons in four. Uh, well, we can ask Anderson Silva about it 
<laughs> yeah. But, oh yeah. That, that, and it doesn't bode well for you when you're fighting one guy and like arguing with the other guy. <laughs> yeah. And it, it doesn't bode well for the guy who you're beating yeah, up because no. you're having a conversation. Yeah. Resting heart rate. It's like yeah. beating someone up and not having to put down your sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Yeah. yeah it's, Especially it's a, it's a when poor referendum on yeah. your skills. The other guy threw the first punch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and he was telling me he was telling his friend like I'm gonna fuck your boy up. That's what he was saying. And then and then he said sons and four, so he ended with that. And uh, and the two guys, they posted a selfie video of them later, which like people screen grabbed. Were like, yeah, dude, we messed that dude up. We just got in a fight. We messed him up. But this video is the one that got viral. Uh, so it's very obvious. I've been to many USC away games. Many USC away games. Worn my of course USC colors. Never had an incident. I'm not a mouthy guy, as you can mm. imagine. More passive aggressive. Uh, but uh, on the way out of the USC Virginia Tech game in Washington D.C. in 2005, uh, a bowl a, game? Uh, no. Opening opening game of the season is a non conference uh, opening game of the season. In no, 2004. Wait, where was the game? In DC. Oh, it's in DC. At our RFK okay. Stadium. Wow. Yeah, it's oh, FedEx Field. Right. Uh, it was pretty sweet. Uh, USC won. So you're wearing your OJ jersey. I'm wearing my uh, Carson Palmer jersey. Yeah. I dare you. And uh, a truck, truck, pickup truck full of uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech fans slows down as I'm walking out of the stadium, says to me and my friends, hey, hope your plane crashes. And, oh. and they drive away. Oh, I my. respect that. Lighthearted ribbing. That's, that's yeah, something. it's all in fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Devin Booker, he's like the franchise player in the Sun, the, the shooting guard there. So mm-hmm. he, after the Suns did complete their sweep of the Nuggets on Sunday night, he sends out this tweet where it's just, <laughs> need this man's info. Because <laughs> this, this video went viral. It's a Suns, Suns in four guy. So Nick actually messages Devin Booker on Instagram just goes, hey, Book, not sure if you saw the viral video from last night because this is an older message before the tweet. He says, but I just want to say sorry. I hate to make us fans look like heathens. I was just acting on self-defense. Self-defense. Sentiment hasn't changed. Hashtag Sons and Four. And he changed his Instagram name to Sons and Four. And I mean, That's look, pretty good, actually. yeah, so look, I mean, we've been hearing about about all the shitty fans uh, now that when when the stadiums, I mean, the arenas have been reopening and what they've been doing with the players. And now, look, they're making friends now. This yeah. is nice. What's the uh, is this guy going to jail or what do we got? No. no wow. Yeah. He, he, he was actually uh, just on a, a Barstool podcast saying, I think uh, me and Devin Booker are going to do some collaborating. Oh, my <laughs> so, God. Well, yeah, what a get world. some merch. <clears throat> the. So as far as the law goes, he, he was assaulted by this guy. But at a certain point after your you fourth, after your fourteenth yeah. uppercut, you, <laughs> there's got to be some point it's going to swing back to yeah. you, right? Yeah. But you're, you're on the offense now. We're just not. So that's that. The other guy threw a few punches. You threw a few punches. Yeah. And the, the other guy's nose is kinda... bleeding, and like some uh, another guy in the stands just took the two guys who got beat up, and just like, look, your nose is broken. Cops are coming. Just get out of here. Just go. And wow. they just ran. They, they they ran out. Well, you know what? I bet you like about this, Adam. Hmm. This reminds me, even though it's this is a sort of a sad referendum on you know plane passengers and stadium you know crowd whatever, but it has a vibe of that old school um, uh, you know be proud of your school mm-hmm. you know like if this was two opposing high schools over a football game that would be charming. I'll tell you what makes me happy as a former boxing coach. The uppercut was never a punch utilized by amateurs, mm. MMA guys, and guys fighting in arenas. Why? The uppercut was always kind of a... a well, uh, well, maybe we'll just put it to you this way. Um, if you see girls fight, you'll never see an uppercut. You always see this kind of wide mm-hmm. flail. I'll have that it's for kind you of a, news. Kind of a Kind of a head hunting. Right. You don't see the... Uh, you don't see them use their left arm. They mm. just use their right arm. And it's just, if you think about all these kind of girls fighting in the streets, this crazy, wide mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. right-hand haymakers and stuff. And, and maybe we'll talk to Anderson about this. But in the early days of the UFC, these guys were a lot of karate guys and, and college wrestlers and football players and shit like that. You didn't see guys throwing uppercuts. You saw guys just throwing these kind of wide, wild... Because it wasn't wild, part of their training. Yeah, it's like it's a little more of an advanced punch. And so it's like when you see the amateur, you know, when he sees celebrity boxing and Danny Bonaducci's going to fight Screech or whatever, you don't see the uppercut. Right. Now, Rest in peace. Amongst, the, amongst the pros, 
you'll see the uppercut, right. the, the real boxers. And, and you'll see the guys who are in the lighter weight divisions throw uppercuts. Like Mike Tyson is one of the heavyweight guys that threw uppercuts. He was super effective I with only it. know that because the video game Knockout. But you didn't see even the big dudes throwing tons because it was more of a technical, mm. it was sort of like gymnastics, you know, smaller, more, more technical stuff. Um, you now see plenty of uppercuts in the UFC. So I've always said when you start seeing a lot of uppercuts in the UFC, that'll be the signal that these guys are getting skilled mm. with their hands. That's a boxing thing. That means there's a generation of guys who've been working their boxing mm. versus transitioning from college right. wrestling. You know what I mean? And the fact that it's spilled into the arenas <laughs> and the drunk white guys yeah. are throwing multiple uppercuts. We've arrived. We've arrived. Yes. Good form. The Good singularity. Form. Yeah. That's right. I mean, as a as a player of the video game Mortal Kombat, I've always appreciated yeah. the uppercut myself. Mm. But speaking of fighting, um, uh, over the weekend too, there was a there was a big fight, social gloves battle of the platforms. It was the YouTube versus TikTokers fight that we we talked about a few times. Uh, it was at Miami's Hard Rock Stadium, very successful event, over three point five billion total impressions. But uh, I don't want to talk about the fight. I want to talk about one of the performers, and that's DJ Khaled. Oh, so, <laughs> so um, a lot of people... Strap yeah. in. I'd rather see him fight. Yeah, that'd well, be great. Well, here, let's just watch him getting in the ring. Let's just see how he does. He, he's <laughs> getting gonna, into the ring. He's going he's gonna to hype up the crowd here. Hey, yeah. All I do is win, win. Come on in your mouth. And every time Everybody, it's we the best. We the best. It's a fairly empty arena. Yeah, social distanced. Oh, tell them to get up. Yeah, he's a lot of green. A lot of, a lot of call and response. People are just kind of confused. Like we don't know the words, man. Thank you for having me. Enjoy. That's it. We will now. Take a million dollars. <laughs> well, no, there's. He did something else. You can't. Why don't you play the other clip of what else he did oh for God. his performance? Another one. So he just dances to Santana. Wow. He can't sing a rap, but boy, can he not move? <laughs> Got a little shuffle. Nobody's really paying attention. Yeah. So a uh, very <laughs> underwhelming uh, performance. Everyone's been tweeting about how yeah it was just it was just weird to watch online and the people that were there said it was weird too i mean look i don't maybe he expected the huge packed arena shoulder to shoulder but mm-hmm. i mean yeah you got to read the room don't do the call and response if there's not if there's nobody that's going to respond yeah but it's it's also you know if you can't sing and you can't play an instrument you can't really do anything be careful about pushing yourself out there yeah You'll definitely get exposed. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Easily. And he's kind of getting exposed. Do you, um, I don't know if this is the newest song, but I think I think his newest song, guess what he samples, and I cannot believe this person signed off on it. Mm. Layla. Oh, really? It opens with Derek and the Layla. Dominoes? I like the... <laughs> No, yeah, Derek, Eric, it's not Eric Clapton. Yeah, but it's, it, can you believe that the estate then of Derek and the Dominoes signed off on that? It's, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the band's name. That's interesting too, yeah. because it's a little bit, a little bit, maybe a little bit more complicated. That's Dwayne Allman oh. playing that lick. Follow oh, it money. is. So, yeah. interesting. Not great. All right. Well, anyway, okay. I don't know. I, at some point, <laughs> I'd like to say I was all wrong about DJ Khaled from mm. uh, years ago, but yeah. I, 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 I did not think mm. that. Yeah. I, I probably Take had. Probably had some initial thoughts about Lady Gaga very early on, and I've mm-hmm. changed my tune. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, not DJ Khaled. Yeah. yeah, Lady Gaga's awesome. All right, uh, one more sports story here. Uh, Brian, you're a Warriors fan. I'm sure you've seen Clay Thompson whenever he goes up to uh, do a press conference and there's a Gatorade bottle there. He just oh. he just knocks it off. It's pretty... <laughs> It's a pretty uh, famous thing that, that he does um, b- because he's not sponsored by yeah. Gary. He's actually sponsored by he's Body Armor. Oh, okay. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Cristiano Ronaldo did something very is, similar. Is everyone, everyone makes a sports drink now, right? Uh, I, like Goodyear's going to make a sports <laughs> they, drink they soon, right? Finally with vulcanized rubber. But the thing is, yeah, these sports drinks sponsor the league. So like they sponsor – Gatorade sponsors the oh, NBA. So it's right. kind of funny that Clay will just that's knock like, it down. Remember uh, the Dream Team, the original Dream Team? They had the mm-hmm. – 
Reebok logo on the on the warmups, but a lot of those guys had Nike contracts, Jordan and you know Magic Johnson, whoever. So they, instead, they weren't allowed to not wear the uh, you know to the medal ceremony. They uh, compromised. You can show a picture of the medal medal ceremony wearing a uh, American flag as a sash. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. If you look, half the guys are wearing. Yeah, American I remember. Flags. I do remember hearing that story. Yeah. Well, uh, at the Euro twenty twenty news conference, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, there was two bottles of Coca Cola on the table. And uh, and this is what he did. Is he a Pepsi guy? Is he RC Cola? <laughs> well, he'll he'll actually explain what what guy what kind of guy he is. He sits down. Look at this hard back, stance about on getting sugar. Reaches for the Coke bottles. Slides them off camera. And then he's sitting there, grabs, and he says, "Agua." Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. And uh, and everyone's talking about that. Yeah. Okay, you don't want these sugary drinks. Vinny well, is was probably... Was that vitamin water or was that like water? water? No, it's just water. Just, he just says, drink water. And uh, since that moment, oh, as K- of today... Kimmel's got to be pissed. <laughs> Kimmel loves... Uh, he spit Pepsi in my face. That's right. You want to get hot. Yeah. In my face. He's a co- I think between Coke and Pepsi, it's like whatever your family is, right? Because I'm a what Coke guy. Yeah, 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 what part you grew of the country, with. maybe? I mean, uh, Jimmy thinks that Pepsi ripped off Coke and so he doesn't like that they ripped them off. I grew up Poor with that Coke. kind of sentiment, too. I was more of a Shasta yeah. dude. <laughs> I was even a step... There's even a step lower. You know what I mean? Shasta. Oh, Shasta yeah. RC. Yeah, diet Shasta is what they... Shasta is what they have at the Alpha Beta in North Hollywood, and they could do Shasta, like cream soda mm-hmm. and Shasta. Cola. Cola. Everything we... If There wasn't much, but when my... My mom was kind of a health food nut... But my dad didn't give a shit. And then when they became, when he became a bachelor, imagine my dad cooking or, or doing anything, I guess would be the question. But my dad was a bachelor at that point, bought this little broken down house in deep North Hollywood, had an apartment first. And my dad was now in charge of you know going to the market, buying mm-hmm. the stuff. And my dad just had the worst, he, he just couldn't, he couldn't cook. We had like... The frying pan with the handle busted oh, off. You know, I had to use your shirt, you know, as a potholder. Mm-mm. And uh, my dad would make, he'd buy these like $3 steaks and just fry them in the pan. Like he, he didn't smoke them or sear them or, just, or barbecue. Them. My dad's never barbecued a day. So he'd just drop them in the pan and like flip them over twice. They were like horse meat. He'd also do uh, like generic spaghetti and then he'd strain it. And then he throw it back in the pot, and then he dump ragu yeah, sure. right into the pot, just like stir, stir, it stir it up. That was one of him with a can of corn. That was like wow. That was the vegetable. He never cooked a vegetable. He never cooked a fucking thing. But we would get Shasta on occasion and the uh, generic chocolate chip ice cream. I think whatever the cheapest of whatever that shit was wow. all the time. But, yeah. ugh. I grew, I grew up uh, adoring my grandmother's spaghetti, and it was the same thing, just a spaghetti with a ragu dumped in. And I thought, okay, it's that easy. But then one time I I walked in on my grandma, and she was pouring half a box of brown sugar into the, uh, the uh, sauce as well. Wow. As if the sauce didn't have enough sugar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The jarred spaghetti is like, so like that's nine why grams it. per half cup. That's and why I love and it. the occasional, in, in lieu of ricotta cheese, cottage cheese just oh! on the side of the side of the bad. dish that's pretty nasty mm, like, yeah you that's like cheese. cottage cheese is not a substitute for cottage ricotta. cheese corn and spaghetti he should have been on trial for neglect at that point yeah i don't know if the statute's limitations will run out but <laughs> tell him when i get him on that snowmobile what's going on fucking vulgar Ugh. It's like I, re- I, my dad is wildly incompetent in every endeavor, but cooking is his worst because cooking involves three things. Like first, you have to have a will to eat. You know what I mean? My yeah. dad, again, my dad for dinner would have cottage cheese with raisins. That's you know that guy's so idea gross. for dinner. Like he never like I'm in the mood for Korean barbecue right, or no. something, or I'm, I'm, we're or we're gonna go out and fire up the grill. Or there's no he was never in the mood for any. He, he literally just whatever. To eat some saltines and some and an apple slice or something like that's what he would eat for dinner. So he has no will to cook because right. he, he doesn't want care. he doesn't care. He's not going to eat it himself or he will, but he doesn't have any taste buds. Then there's money. He has zero money, so everything's going to be the shittiest of the shittiest, and you're never going to eat out. And then you would have to actually be 
have some empathy for the person you're cooking for. <laughs> like, well, maybe this 10 year old right. doesn't want this fucking lukewarm ragu <laughs> that's stirred up in this pot with no handle. It's like, yeah, but I don't care about that either. So once you check those three boxes, trick. you are fucked if you have to eat. <laughs> oh and I never had a penny and he never had a penny. So there was no like, screw this. I'm going in and out. Like, there's none of that. You just fucking sat there and sucked it up. Ugh. That's that's disgusting. I just imagine my dad cooking. Those he nuts. only eats stuff that hospitals serve, like cottage cheese and raisins and crackers. Uh, it's just it, it's never he, he's never said I'm in the mood for uh, fill in the blank, like yeah. tacos it's, or anything or burgers. I was worried about that when I think of like old paisans like your dad. You know, we talked about yesterday, like, you know, these are mooks who don't have like you know, right. h- a refined taste, but they love good food. And spaghetti and tomatoes are cheap. Like you can make you know, spaghetti and tomato sauce and spices really easily. I think it kind of reflects an overall sort of zest for life, a joie de vie. Uh-huh. You know, like you are, again, cooking is kind of symbolic it's sure, not like i like the way food tastes there's a, no, I, a ritual i like doing things for yeah, people like i want to nurture family. people yes. so there's a symbolic part and then there's another part which is uh, more individual or internalized which is like i would like to have this quality for my for my life right. or this experience right. i want to go out and experience this i want to do this stuff i want to i want to it's, it's, it's sort of a metaphor when you go, oh, we're going to try this new restaurant. It's not really about the food, per se. It's about the experience. Right. Like, I want to go out and have this experience. Have and so, like, the people you know who probably eat the best, also travel the most, mm-hmm. also hike the most, or experience, right. you know, the most. Chris if you and I are going to Napa next weekend. Yeah, that sounds about right. They are, yeah, right? They are. There you go. <laughs> That's you. Get some spaghetti. Right. You know what I just realized, though? How dare you? Your dad, between cottage cheese, raisins, and noodles, if he would have just gone one step further, he was so close to making kugel, which is delicious. Have you had kugel? Yes. It's, yes. Based, it's a Jewish, Jewish they dessert. call it a noodle pudding, but it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a side dip. It, I know, it sounds gross, but it's basically like um, egg noodles <laughs> with uh, like cream and cottage cheese and raisins and then like a topping of like cornflakes. And it's actually, it's actually a, fantastic. There was a, um, I don't know if they used the cornflakes in ancient times. <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> Amaranth flakes. There was a kugel dessert, like a pre-packaged kugel oh, dessert sure. at some point. It can it be very sweet if you want to make like it that way. It this, but there was something called kugel that I'm thinking back about my body on tap shampoo commercial. <laughs> yeah. But wow. my dad also did the chub pack burger get the chub pack meat you know and mm-hmm. just mash it into a ball and just like mash it down right sure. right in the pan again there's never like any onion mix in there mm-hmm. or yeah, seasoning or about the shape anything it's just mash it into the pan and then you put some ketchup and some cottage cheese on the side <laughs> and that was his, vulgar that was his move man the saddest part of this whole milieu is the um the uh pot without a handle mm-hmm. it's like did, did the goodwill not exist could you not have gotten a pot mm-hmm. for a dollar you know, this was during a time. Yes, you're right. You, you could have. First off, people hung on to shit forever. Like, the pot still works. It holds canned corn. I would argue it doesn't work. <laughs> well, it, it'll the, the corn won't spill into the burner. Okay. It'll, it'll be there. You just have to get a dish rack it's, to get it off, <laughs> off of the thing. So shit was ridden into the ground. I mean, that uh, sofas. Yeah. Do you know... I've owned 700 sofas in my life. My parents own one, and that was their dad's. You know what I mean? Like, you got a sofa. Someone bequeathed you the sofa. That was your your sofa. sofa. There was no fucking, I'm going to Ikea. I'm going on a run. Right. My... My dad has never bought a new pot or a pan or glasses. It was never, never anything. It was just what you had. That's what you had. That's maybe, how it works. Maybe I'm having a pre-senior moment right now, but I, for some reason it, it escapes me. When your dad was taking care of you and you were still at that age. Taking care of you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when, he, when you were his ward, uh, what was he doing for money? He worked at Five Acres, which was an orphanage. What? Mm-hmm. Still there. In Altadena. Really? Are you serious? Yeah. I don't think we've ever heard that before. He was yeah. working at an orphanage. So he's probably nicer to those kids than you. Yeah, he was friendly enough <laughs> to me, like, like a roommate. Wait, what was he doing at an orphanage? There were still orphanages? Uh, they didn't call I don't him. Why you come to work with me? <laughs> <laughs> 
pick up next week. <laughs> then call them orphanages. Or they don't. Or Yeah, but it's an orphanage. It's still there. I didn't know that. It's an Altadena. It's wow. kind of a group home now. Yeah, Probably. it's like a group, yeah. thing, it's yeah. like a group home. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think your dad's a saint. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a, he wasn't a bad guy. He just didn't know how to make money right. or do anything for right. anybody. Right. But he, he like he had to work at some point. It's a child care agency. Yeah, it's still there. Wow. wow. Yeah, I think he was there for, for like a decade. What did he do there? He was an uh, an educator, like he was in, he was the director of education. Although wow. th- that's kind of a lofty title, which is <laughs> very lofty. the The kids, some of the kids, went off the campus, off the five acres to go to school. Uh-huh. The other kids were considered flight risks or something. Are really not. They had so many issues okay. that yeah. they couldn't be put into a classroom. Right. So. They had to kind of figure out which ones stayed here and got taught and which ones were able to get bussed into the local mm-hmm. public school and get taught. But there were all oh. kids without parents. Some were taken away from their family. I mean, these are really troubled So he taught the flight kids. risk kids. He was just sort of... He's he, a goalie. He was sort of in charge of like... I don't know exactly, but like which ones left, which ones stayed, you know, who the teachers this were. This is fascinating that, to me. That kind of thing. Wow. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so it wasn't like, oh, come come to work with me and make some friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, although I did go there once, and uh, they have their little cabins with like their den parents and stuff, and like the den parents like slept in the middle, and then there'd be the cabin of kids it's on the one side, and yeah. cabin of kids on the other side, you know, and they'd have their lunch, and oh, it's a whole thing, I, man. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not that far from here. Wow. The uh, Kugel is, uh, you got a picture of it? It's a, yeah, it was. Oh, it's oh. a Kugel. I don't commercial. think it's the same Kugel. No, but it, that's what they. That's the name that you Google that's, what they, that's what they called it. Huh. <laughs> Kugel. Crazy eye Kugel. Here comes Kugel, the craft peanut is a prize. This is cool peanut spread from craft. It not only tastes like peanuts, it comes in flavors. And chocolate, vanilla, banana, and cinnamon. Kugel spreads. Who is this woman? Is she okay? And it's delicious on bread. It's Kim Basinger's sister. <laughs> and it doesn't make my mouth stick together. And it doesn't make my mouth stick together. You love Kugel, the craft peanut is the prize. Never heard of this, but it's not peanut, it's peanut-like. Peanut. Yeah, God knows, Vinny would never stop throwing up. Is wow. Anderson uh, on the blower yet? I don't want to... No, we're going to go to news next. Oh, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. But before, we, before we go to news, i got to yeah. mention one thing about that, that Ronaldo video. As of this morning, so that was yesterday, Coca-Cola woke up this morning, saw a 1.6% drop... <laughs> So about $4 billion drop in their market share wow. because, because of that moment. You know what? Good for him because you know how like the like McDonald's sponsors the Olympic Village and stuff? Like, right. Good for this guy for being like, no, drink water. Yeah. Uh, every, almost every human being I ever talked to about losing weight, they just say two things. Stop drinking cola, start walking more. Mm-hmm. Brian. Brian's, Brian's thing, that's, that's everyone's thing. Just put down the fucking mm-hmm. soda. I mean, imagine the people that are trying to lose weight and drinking four or five cokes a day like right. it's impossible well yeah i was just, i haven't had a coke or a soda since 2002 wow yeah 20 years well that's the thing i i never liked coke because we didn't grow up with that kind of thing you know because diet right was in our family but even a diet coke and i know Vinny says your liver can't tell the difference anyway but for me psychologically when i drink a diet coke then i want the food that i am not supposed to have like if i want uh, a diet coke i gotta have doritos yeah so the, stepping stone exactly coke. it's why it's always <laughs> ice water all right let me tell you about uh, credit karma credit karma money checking account where you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Um, just pay with your debit card. If you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million to over 50,000 members. Open an FDIC-insured account for free. No minimum balance required, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals at 50,000-plus ATMs. 
When you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right, Dawson? Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions in terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated, member of FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limited limits apply. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back, do the news right after this. Imagine being able to detangle, dry, and style with one tool. Just in time for back to school, the Infinity Pro by Con Air with the Not Doctor all-in-one dryer brushes do it all for frizz-free salon results at home. The pink smoothing brush has 136 Flexolite bristles for painless detangling and a 1,000 watts of high-performance power for smooth, shiny results. And the purple large oval dryer brush creates glam waves and comes with a bonus volumizing attachment for added lift and volume at the roots. The all-in-one dryer brushes are perfect for all hair types with three heat settings for customized styling and frizz-biting technology that leaves hair shiny and manageable. These styling essentials are your prescription for salon results at home. Go to conair.com to get your Infinity Pro by Conair with the Knot Doctor all-in-one dryer brush or all-in-one smoothing dryer brush now. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Get started with a great offer from Comcast Business. And for a limited time, ask how to get a $650 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle when you buy online. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 9-21-21. Call or go online for details.